What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of your favorite podcast. This is episode 126, Taking Care of Business. I'm going to be updating my testimony and work our way into the next topic. We're talking about work and God's plan tonight, after we have plenty of nonsensical issues that we'll have to address. <laughs> this is your least favorite host, Dave Duncan. I'm here with Tom Spudweb. <laughs> <laughs> Rivera. That's an interesting name you gave me because this I've been watching so videos. Well, I know you liked basketball. I've been watching videos on how, how to uh, work on my legs so I'm able to dunk. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just picked a random basketball player. Love it. So not true. And Elijah. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> it's true. That is so not true. We're also here with Elijah the Sleepy Dwarf. <laughs> this, is not, this is not cool. <laughs> Ah, I got a good story about it. I can't wait to get to that. Uh, let me let me say hi to our uh, esteemed producer real quick. How are we doing, Lisa? Hi, Lisa. Do you guys... Uh, quick Twitter poll out there. Does anybody believe that she actually exists? Well, she has to because our shows have been like nowhere. But maybe people think that we just hired a professional. That we pooled our resources. We don't, we don't have any resources. What kind of professional can we get with the resources? Chris Pulley in the hizzy. What? Chris, we'd love to have you on the show sometime, bro. Yeah, man. Look, hurry up down now. Come sit right next to me. What's up, buddy? What's up, Restreamio? We would actually let you on the show if you came right now. If you came right now, you could pop right here. You only live two minutes away. Boom. Uh, Tom. Tom, 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 Tom. Yeah. There was something... That you couldn't let go of from last week. Well, you know, it's interesting because I noticed something while I was giving my testimony. I personally noticed something. And then I heard giggles, but I didn't think anything of it. And uh, for some crazy reason, yesterday, when we were on our way home from the Poconos, because we didn't really get much reception there, my wife, Claire, and I, my phone started going crazy. And I realized that I had a missed notification from the Prodigal Son's messenger group. So I clicked on it, and I read a message that somebody wrote, Elijah <laughs> is sleeping. And I couldn't stop laughing because it was so dead on because I looked at him, and his eyes were just closed. And it, they, were, it were, they weren't just closed like a slow blink, a blink or, or a prayer. His head was like this. So I have small eyes. No, no, you were sleeping. No, there's no way you weren't sleeping. Like, okay, all right, all right. Elijah. If I wasn't doing my testimony, I would have called you out right then. Elijah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. Why? <laughs> Elijah. Why? I'm going to defend you. You were not sleeping. But, but you, given but given five some... more seconds though, you would have been out. Okay, okay. I can I can go with that. <laughs> Give it five words. Yeah. Elijah, for some reason, there are people like this. I've met people like this in my life. I'm not narcoleptic. No, 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 no. You're not. You're not. You're a father of two kids. You you work full time. You're busy. You're breadwinner. All that stuff. Okay. But the truth is, you are one of those guys that when given a break and when you sit down, the eyes start to get droopy. They do. The head starts to nod a little bit. I'll be honest. It's not the first time I've seen it. No. But the weird thing is... There's a certain segment of the po population, usually the male population, who does not want to admit that they fell asleep. They're like, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't. It's like so, when I take Emily somewhere and I'm like, you took a nap in the car. She's like, I didn't sleep. So, so that's so funny. So, so I'm gonna call him out. Uh, my father, who passed, uh, he's one of those people that would fall asleep and not 
admit it. So the one time we're playing spades, okay, and his cards fall out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> they fall out of his hands as he's going like this, and then he realized that, like, you were sleeping. Like, no, no, I wasn't as he's picking his cards up <laughs> on the floor. So uh, Elijah did Mom, this. do you remember that? <laughs> Elijah did this. We went to a, uh, a Yankee game uh, last year, two years ago. We drove up to New York and went to a Yankee game with the Pleasure. kids. And on the way back, he was like clearly out for like 20 minutes at a time. But every time like he came to, he was like, hey, everything, you know, um, yeah, well, what's going on? Uh, you know, everything out there looks good. Looking good outside. Yep. Everything's. I was like, dude, just sleep. It's like one o'clock in the morning. You know, let's just sleep. I got this. And, he, you know, he just and then he'd like rock and wake up. And, oh, Yep, that was um I like it this time of night. And it's, he just wouldn't I was like, dude, go back to I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> His eyes get heavy. He did that we were watching the Eagles game at my house too. The one that was really, really boring blowout. And he was just Oh, I don't wanna He yeah. kept drifting off and I was I was drifting off too. I I I've been in the car before with him. So messed up. And uh With who? With you. Okay, all right. G- give it to me. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hey, listen, we I th- Did you not know this was the show for today? Well, he, he didn't. He didn't know because he was sleeping in the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happened? You were in the car. I need to hear this. Yeah, you were just out. What car? He's like, I wasn't even I, in a car. I'd rather not say. <laughs> He's just denying everything now. Give me that. What do you need? I need your pen and I need that piece of paper. Okay. Yeah, got it. Well, All right. So, go ahead. Go to the next topic. All right, sorry about that, Elijah. Oh, wow. Well, I need to be some done. toilet tissue. I just got crapped all over. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I have a story about that, but what? it's not for the air. Okay, it's for the text group that I sent I, you yesterday. Please. Um, just, do you know how much time we used to waste watching the news and stuff? Like, oh, I got to find out. I got to find out what the weather is going to be like tomorrow. I got to find out if school's closed. You got to turn on the news and watch like 47 different commercials and 47 different news stories just to find out what the weather is going to be like tomorrow. I heard I, this is inspired by I heard an older person say this week, well, I usually go to bed after I turn off the weather at 10 o'clock. And I'm like, who watches the weather? You want one? No, no, I'm good. I'm sorry. Everybody out there, they're just having their own. <laughs> I wish Sean was here, actually. <laughs> But unfortunately, he – um, yeah, let's talk about that. So I don't know if you guys know this. We all live pretty local. Tom's about 10 minutes away. Elijah and I live around the corner. Sean drives pretty far to get to work. And um, if you've ever watched the show or listened, you know that he's not the gentlest driver. And apparently today um, he had a bit of a combination thing. One, he was driving with a suspended license because of, he has a lot of outstanding speeding tickets. Um, but he was coming in to the, do the show, and uh, I'm not sure if it was the fact that he was tripling the speed limit or driving on the wrong side <laughs> of the road. But either way, he's in. He's he got locked up. What a mess! So uh, if we can scrape together enough bail money, and if Elijah doesn't fall asleep on the way, <laughs> we're to, we'll bail him out after the show tonight. This is going to be. Can, we, can we pick on somebody else? Let's pick on our children. This just, feels great. Like all this thing is <laughs> all for me for for a little bit. I love it. That's uh, all right. I can take it. What's wrong with your kids? My kids are angels. All right. If we want to talk, your kids are angels. Yeah, my kids are angels without um wings and halos. Um, I don't get it. Mess. Uh, mess. 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 Yeah. Have you ever walked into a bathroom 
No. After your kids said No, that I refuse to go in their bathroom. I will not go in that bathroom. I said a bathroom. Okay, go ahead. That they've used. They're only allowed <laughs> to use their bathroom, and I don't go in there. Dude, I tell KJ, I don't, I don't understand how she doesn't have <laughs> cavities, knock on wood. I say brush your teeth. Okay, she sounds so sweet. Okay, Dad. I'm like, that's my baby. And then I go in there, and I look in the sink, and there's just toothpaste all in the sink. I'm like, did you get any on your teeth? <laughs> At all? Did you get any on your teeth at all? No, you wet the toothbrush. You you waste a little toothpaste in the sink. She's and call doing, it a day. She's doing her ABCs. You hear, and I say, do them twice. Okay, and I'm like, all right, she got them good. Did, did they put the cap back on? What cap? <laughs> toothpaste on with a cap? <laughs> well, it does. And what you're supposed to do if you're under the age of like 12 is you take the cap off and you throw it away. Did, Mm-hmm. No, actually, you take the cap off and you throw it underneath the sink somewhere. No, you take the cap off and it ends up in the bathtub. When you take the shower and <laughs> yes. the drain is and then the water's draining slow, you're like, oh my god, it's hit. no, it's a toothpaste cap in there. So let's yeah. talk about that real quick, and then we'll get back to the mess. So, so they brush their teeth in the shower. Is no. that a thing? Do people do that? I do. I, I do that. I, I have not, never done that. I do that occasionally. About, yeah, not all the time. Like. So what's Probably. what's what's the thinking behind it? You're running, you're when running I, late. When I'm in a rush, I'm shaving my head. Yeah. Then I'll brush yeah. my teeth. Then I'll shower, and then I get out. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. You have hair, so you don't have to worry about that part yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. I think that. Okay, the last thing on the kids. I think the idea: you go to the fridge, you get a bowl of grapes. And then you go to put one in your mouth, it slips out of your hand, and then that one is just gone from the universe. You go, that one doesn't it exist anymore. Exists. It never existed. <laughs> Only a child and like a politician could do that. That's not true. Why is that not you true? You don't think a politician could do that? I, I have lived, I live, <sighs> and, 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 and it doesn't disappear. Don't, don't, it falls don't. right in the middle right there. <laughs> But it just stays there. Yeah. Well, because yesterday I got home, and 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 I went to throw something out, and and it's one of those lids, and it was just open because there was so much stuff in there. What and what lid? What are you talking about? Trash oh, the can. trash can. Yeah. Right. Okay. Actually, it was the recycling bin lid. We have two trash cans: one for recycling, one for trash. And I just I just don't understand when you can't fit anything in. Just- I have actually gone to my house. When that exact scenario is happening, and then there's bottles around the trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows. Yo. Everybody knows that when it starts to overflow, you push it down. Yo. And then when it gets full again, you do the responsible thing. You push you it do, down. Again. You do the responsible thing. You go, yo, Allison, come take the trash out. That's what I do in my house. Do you have an Allison? I, I don't have an Allison. Oh, all right. What's, that's a shame. Right, Everybody gotta, should have one. It's a shame people can't see this. What's the body language? Uh, she's Allison's usually very respectful with chores. I get I, I get I get all kinds of negative feedback about other things. Okay. You know, and another pet peeve is is when someone opens up when the dishwasher is completely done and they open it up just to take, take one thing out and oh. close it back up again. And then you don't know if the dishes in there are clean or dirty, but they just one thing close it back up, go among their one day. Oh my! There's a thing to be said about this, but since my beautiful wife <laughs> happens to be the producer of this show, I would like there to be an episode 127, and I'm gonna shut up. All right. 
<laughs> because we have a guest room, but the bed's not nearly as comfortable as my bed. But before we move on, last thing. I said body language. My kids turn in a weekend at Bernie's when you tell them to do something. Oh, yeah. Music <laughs> play, they're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, KJ is the opposite. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> And I just do the, I don't care. I don't care about your feelings right now. Get it done. Anyway, let's stop talking about kids. Let's start talking about old people. How much time do old people waste in their lives watching the weather? And watching like the news, just to see what the traffic. I don't know how much time do you waste. That's not very nice. <laughs> but no, seriously, before apps, when you wanted to find out if it was going to snow the next week, you had to wait an you, hour. You had to, you had wait. to wait through all that junk. I had an old pe- person saying that they were. Oh, I, I watch the weather every night. I'm like, why? It's on your phone. Why would you do that? You're just wasting an hour a night. There's other stuff on. You want to hear something else crazy? It's about old people? Yeah. Because I got more on old people, too. Go ahead. I know an older person that still uses a TV guide. No, Wait, They don't no. even make those anymore. It doesn't exist. They still have the book. Like he still looks in there. What do they make, like they, six of them and just mail them out? I have I don't seen know. those. Or maybe he's just using old ones. Maybe he's just like <laughs> <from> 20 years <laughs> ago. Maybe, but he still looks in there. They do not make TV guides anymore. He still looks in the. He still looks for... No, it might not be an actual is, TV guide, but it's programming. Some kind of program. Here's the thing. He I mean, we, we live in this, we're in this weird transitional. Mil- I forgot about the TV guy. He right? But we, like, we grew up, I've used a rotary phone before. I, I used to. to look in the phone book. I used to call movie phone to find out what was playing. And now everything's super simple and I'm still, you know, relatively young, I guess. I still feel like I'm relatively. But anyway, we're in this, like, weird, and our kids are like, what, what is it? I guarantee Allison's in the corner going, what's a TV guide? You know, if you didn't have one, you were just, oh, I got to flip. I got to flip. Or get up and change the channel. But um, TV guide. Yeah, man. That's- so, oh, uh, there is a, there's a, there's still a, t- there's a TV guide website. But do they have a book? It can you request the, a book? Pro- probably get a can. book. Request a book. That's the- your job. I want to see a TV guide. All right. Oh, oh, oh. Can you request one? Oh, oh. Wow. Well, it's a magazine. But it's still in there. It's still cool. TV guide. Good job. Fall review. Fall preview. All right. Let's get one. We need one for the show. We need wow. a TV guide for the show. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> Boom. So <laughs> do you guys ever get this? Last thing before we lose half our audience. Okay. Uh, you ever get this when you talk to somebody of a certain age? Maybe, maybe I wouldn't say old. But let's just say you talk to somebody of a certain age and you're going to be going to their house. And they say, yeah, what you're going to do is take 209 to the end. You're going to make a left on Willow Lane. Take that about a mile and a quarter. You're going to make a right onto Jackson Street. You're going to go around the S-curve. And when you see the bear in the sidewalk in the, on the mailbox, what you're going to do is make three lefts, a right, go north three miles. When you see the old oak tree, make a left. My house is number 209. It's on the left. I'm like, yeah, okay. What's your address? I'm just going to put it in Google. Like what? I, does this you happen? Just, you just lost me. Like, I got it. it no, does, I got it. Does happen? I got a they, text from somebody. I said, "What is your address?" And they give me the address, and then they texted back. Yeah, like nineteen paragraphs of directions. I'm like, bro, I don't need any of that. I'm just gonna click on the address and let Google take me there. Oh well, Google doesn't find this. Yeah, house. yeah. They'll no, say, it they'll does. Say, they'll <laughs> say, "Hey, which way you're coming? I'll give you a faster way." I'm like, I'm going whichever way Google tells me to go. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> that's it. To answer that, let me let me. Jonathan, the watcher, 
who watches the show, his place is like that. I took Google. Mm-hmm. He had moved, and I took Google to get to his place, and I rode past him like five times. And I'm like, dude, where, where are you? And he was like, there's a, there's a redwood forest with logs <laughs> right here. Once you get past that, there's a bend, and then you'll see this open field, and then go in the field. I'm like, eh, we're in Western PA. I'm not going to no fields, buddy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, just like, could you like come to the road and like wave or something like that? Yeah, there's a lot of like, I got you. He's like, I got you. But yeah, I had to, I had, I drove back and forth past a couple of times before I got it. Google was like, okay, okay, one in a million times, sure. But I'm that, saying every every person over the age of like 55, every guy over the age of 55 doesn't think Google will find his house. Like, oh, Google won't find my house. Google won't find my house. Chris is on his way. Miles says his dad is on his way. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, well, the, the funny thing is there there are some situations like that where it's kind of off the grid, so Google doesn't know where you're at. But um, that threw me off. I, I had a delivery this week for the business. I had to deliver a piece of equipment to Southern Virginia. I called the person and said, hey, I'm going to be there Friday morning, probably around 10 o'clock is what it looks like. I'll be there. And he was like, which way are you coming in? You coming in on three fifty two or two seventy one? I'm like, coming from Pennsylvania. I don't know what road I'm coming in on. Furthermore, I don't care. I'm gonna follow the blue line until it stops. The like, blue line. like I don't care which way. Well, if you, this is a windy road and that's a one. I was like, I, I can drive. I don't care if it's windy, straight, whatever, whatever way Google says is when I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna follow and, that blue and line. And let me to tell the, you, the destination. This is what I was gonna say. I am done not listening to Google. Good. Because sometimes it'll tell me to do something so bizarre, and I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. I know this is the faster way, and I go, and then there's an accident, and yep. I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, oh, Serves Google right, knew bro. this. Serves Google you knew right. this. Serves you right. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm still awake. Serves you right. <clears throat> now, now we're celebrating that you're still awake. That's what it's come down to? <laughs> a lot, Elijah, you ever adopt a dog? 20 minutes in. I yes. haven't fallen asleep yet. What kind of dog did you adopt? Pitbull. Tom, you ever adopt a dog? No, I've always bought. Just say yes. Yes, I have. What kind of dog did you adopt? Uh, uh, a Sheltie. A Sheltie. Sheltie, Pitbull. I got a mutt. So there's a family that adopted a dog. They wanted a, a Chinese, I think it's a Chinese Mastiff. It's a certain kind of Mastiff breed. You know those things can be big, right? Right. They uh that certain breed. Bill had a 220 pound Mastiff, huge. Yeah, they the average male of this particular breed of dog uh goes up to about 150 pounds. <clears throat> oh, that's a small Mastiff. Yeah, there's I mean Mastiffs are like mules, right? Yeah. I mean they can get one. they can get real big. Yeah. So this particular uh breed and this was this was in China. This particular breed of Mastiff gets up to about 150 pounds. And the um the family noticed some weird behavior from this dog that led it to believe that they might not have they might have been duped when they when they got it. Maybe it wasn't a Mastiff. So they, um, so they were trying to figure out, you know, what kind of breed is it? I don't know. It kind of has the same coloring as a mastiff, but what's going on? But there was one thing the thing kept doing that was throwing them off, is that this particular dog would stand up on its hind legs, a lot, and they were like, "What is going on here?" Until the thing was two years old, and they discovered when it broke the two hundred plus pound mark that they had in fact adopted a black bear. <laughs> <laughs> nah. There's Hang a, on a second. He's asking you some quick and ass room later. I answered. Uh, 
Can I ask you guys a question real fast since you watch ba- – everybody here watches basketball, right? Mm-hmm. What happened with John Morant? I don't know what happened. Nobody knows? Oh, is I'm this the – Pete, the guy from the Grizzlies. Yeah, with the – he's not playing because I of think, the gun? Yes. Yeah, he uh, he went to a nightclub. Any 5 a.m. at a nightclub, he's waving a gun around. Uh, five. You knew there was a problem when you said 5 a.m. Nothing good happens after midnight. I don't know. I don't know if he can get in trouble for that unless he illegally had that fire. He, no, it's a, it's more of a uh, image. It's more of an image thing that the team won't let him play. Yeah, and the league is probably going to suspend him. He's waving a gun around at a nightclub. I mean, there's, I mean, you, that that is a crime even if it's illegal because it could be inciting public panic. It's that sort of thing. It's probably a misdemeanor type crime, but it's more about the image, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I'm sure if I'm waving around a gun at 5 a.m. at a club and I get caught, I don't think the district would have a who said good to say about that. No, I'm just <laughs> Somebody check and Who's make that sure kid? <laughs> no, I only asked that because I did see a comment from Jalen Rose and the stuff that he the stuff that he went through as a player was 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 <laughs> definitely nuts. a bear. Yeah, did you see what Jalen Rose said about it? Yeah, yeah. I remember that stuff. Like he drug raids that he survived mm-hmm. and, and shooting all that other stuff. But yeah, it's some. Interesting I, I was just curious if it. anybody else knew about the whole Morant thing. But so Tibetan Mastiffs are huge dog with thick black and brown coat. Males can weigh as much as 150 pounds. The owner said she was immediately struck by her pooch's insatiable appetite, which had him wolfing down a box of fruit and two buckets of noodles a day. Remember, it's China. Uh, two years on, uh, two years later, Sue's pet was tipping the scales at 250 pounds and getting bigger. More he grew, the more like a bear he looked, which is weird because she's terrified of bears. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there it is. It's it's definitely a bear. Definitely a bear. That's scary. They didn't eat it, did they? No, they came. So animal control came and okay. tranquilized it. Then they ate it. Hauled it off, and then somebody probably ate it's it. My problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> What's your favorite food, Tom? Favorite food. Can't get enough. And let forget diet. Forget anything. Just pretend like it has zero calories. What's your favorite food? Rice and beans. Rice and beans. Pasta. Pasta. Would you change your name? No. To that food, for a lifetime free supply of that food. No, absolutely not. So you wouldn't be called rice and beans. No, and we couldn't call you pasta. <laughs> no. Okay. What? What's? What's the ten million one? For ten million dollars, would you only eat baseball stadium hot dogs for the rest of your life? That's the only thing you could eat. Ten million dollars. Just have. Baseball park hot dogs for the rest of your life. You don't have to pay for them either. Can't have anything else. You can't have anything else with them. You can't have anything else. Just the dogs and the bun. Just the dog and the bun. You can go bunless or not. Oh, I you I'll, catch up. I'll let you say you could put one condiment on it. One. One. No. Not two. Can't do it. Just one. Can't do it for the rest of your life. Ten million dollars. Can't do it. If I knew the rest of my life was two days, absolutely. <laughs> I don't even think I don't think you did well yeah I guess if you're leaving it for somebody but I was like you can't really enjoy 10 million dollars in two days would you do it 10 million dollars baseball park hot dogs yeah you would do it I think so you can never have anything else yeah never have rice and beans again yeah he's just thinking of the he's just thinking of the one million a tithe that he's going to give to the church amen but yeah I would do it 
I could do a lot of good with that. We need some new stools in here. Mine's starting to squeak. Yours is starting to squeak. Yeah. We need some new stools in here. I guess so, I lost weight. <laughs> Mine's don't squeak. I wouldn't do the 10. I, I don't think I'd do the 10 million because I think my life would be impacted more by not being able to eat healthy food than, than it would be by $10 million. You do so many experiences, by. I think I, if I took the $10 million, I think I would just take up fasting. And like every 10 days, just have a couple of dogs and go back to fasting. Uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't do it. No, too late now. You're like, no, 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 no. You're eating it. The dog yeah. day starts tonight. Yeah. Fine. You, like, get the, you get the money in a couple of years. <laughs> Make a best so, so We'll go to Costco. And I do. I mean, like, these are for Tom Rivera. He's not allowed to buy a hot dog anymore. <laughs> I, do, uh, I do have some breaking news. What's your breaking uh, news? Some breaking news that I want to break on the Prodigal Sons podcast. Uh, I received an email today from Byron. Uh, he is a uh, district leader in our Philadelphia district. And it says, Tom, I am pleased to inform you that the District Board of Ministers is recommending to the 2023 District Assembly that you be granted your first District Minister's License. Congratulations. Yes. So my wife and I both got the email. We, uh, we, we're getting our district license. Ooh, Claire. So my wife, Claire. So I am inviting everybody on April 28th <coughs> to the Fairview Village Church for the commencement ceremony. I got basketball. It's, ve- it's very important. <laughs> no, it's Friday. You do not. You said, you t- and you told the church on Sunday it's very, very important that they go. You said April. April 28th. April 20th. To Friday. <laughs> I'm yeah. skydiving that day. It's a Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I stay at work all day on yeah. Friday. That one's going to be tough. Yeah. 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 That's my shower day. My boss asked me to stay <laughs> late for him. Your boss. Yeah. Your boss. yeah. Wow. I work for his boss now. Me, so. myself, and I over here. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I mean, it's just, it's it's not it's not that it's going to All right, be- forget me, because I'm nobody. At least go for Claire. Oh, Claire's getting licensed? Yeah, too? yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We'll be there. We'll ride together. Absolutely. I'll sleep on the way. Yeah, yeah. I'll sleep on the way there. <laughs> Mom, I'm sorry. I should have called you before doing that. Uh, All right. We're going to be talking about work tonight. And the last thing I wanted to say for the uh, funny, funny, happy, fun times. Uh, I do like 47. I have like 47 different job descriptions, right? Because I'm a, a one-man band now. I run the company and, you know, do I take out the trash and everything. But basically, my, my job consists of mostly mechanical work, working on equipment. Uh, you know, I work on uh, the shop vehicles and the trailers. I lift equipment. I haul equipment. Whether it's five degrees outside or 105 degrees outside, um, constantly lifting and moving stuff, uh, working on stuck bolts and heating things up, burning my hands, burning my head, whacking my head on stuff, um, do multiple renovations on different buildings throughout the year, uh, up on rooftops. Hey, Chris is here. Somebody like Chris in. So <laughs> I'll finish this after Chris comes in. I hope he's gonna sit on this. You think he's gonna sit with? What? Sitting down is the worst. I gotta. We gotta get to that because oh, there he up, is. You want to come on the show? We we called him out. We got an What's empty up? chair. Yeah, we got we got an empty chair. We got headphones. We called him out, and he uh, <laughs> he took the challenge, and he came out. <laughs> my son told me. I on the had mic. To. On the mic. On the mic. Thank you, Miles. Yeah. My son told me I had to. Yeah. Uh, Miles was like, yeah. "What's up, Miles?" <laughs> <laughs> he actually confiscated my phone and he's watching you guys. We were sitting at home watching. <laughs> you, you've actually couldn't come on a better episode because Elijah and I have no idea what the episode's about. 
except Dave. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> no, so we're good. The episode was about me falling asleep all the time. Yeah, that, we did talk about that a lot. Pull that mic in closer. Check it to the you. back of your eyelids. There you go. Okay. Wow, this is awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, so you call gonna, me, I come. I'll start over, Chris. You can you can yeah. probably appreciate this too. Okay. Can you hear so, us? Yes. Okay. So my job is is manual labor. Yeah. I'm renovating buildings, I'm working on equipment, you know, working on vehicles, working on tra- everything. You know what hurts the most all year long? I, I get burned. I get cut. I have nerve damage in different fingers. I get achy joints. You know what? hurts the most in my whole year <clears throat> sitting down like i am this week working on my taxes oh well you, you do my, your own i don't think you would no i don't do my own but i have to do prep before uh, i bring yeah, it to yeah, the accountant yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like three days of work before i bring it to the accountant and my back locks up i have the worst posture or something at the desk and i'm sitting there and after like four hours my back starts to cramp like i'm 150 years old and it's my upper back like locks up, and then my neck won't turn, and then I'm just in pain for like a week. I, I, I feel you. My I don't think I'm made to sit down. Sitting down is the worst. With all my business receipts, getting them together like from like like under the car seat and and, 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 and in the back of the car and in the glove box and up top for the gas receipts and stuff. Yeah, because like your that. taxes got a little harder now that you have your own business, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what you yeah. do, right, Chris? <laughs> I tried that. I tried that. I tried that. He was like, no. "You see, I'm sitting over here silent." Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> I tried that. He that's was what like, I do for no, have, "Have you adopted a good posture at the computer?" Absolutely not. Do you no. see this belly? Uh, I sit there and I'm like, I'm like this. Not. And what, what's the idea? You're supposed to lean back or what? I, I mean, don't know, like, Fat Joe. This is salt. That's not very nice. It was, I don't it know was, what it means. Lean it back. Nice. Lean back. I don't know why my name is Joe. And that's not very nice. All right. So, so I do. I do got something to say to our producer. Uh, Lisa has changed my life because she came to me about something, and she actually really cared about it. And uh, Lisa, I no longer look at my phone while I'm driving. I've thought about that several hey, times. Can I say something? I, ever since she said that to me, I'm like, you know what? She's right. It's not worth it. I haven't done it since. Can I can I say something for for those that can't see? I, I'm here now, and Lisa is real. She exists. <laughs> She's real. <laughs> or or is this part of some elaborate hoax? Because you I know you, you can't believe. Oh, conspiracy guy! I think you say hi to Miles. Because uh, uh, sorry, hi Miles. What's up, buddy? <laughs> so even. Even if she was on camera, there'd be those people who are saying, ah, it's fake news, Photoshop. So, I don't know. <laughs> have to keep it going. Is, we don't is know. Chris really there? <laughs> they CGI'd Chris into that Steve. Yeah, my name is George. <laughs> All right. You ready to do some real stuff? Yeah, let's do it. Because this oh. is, like I was telling Lisa, our producer, that this is the first episode that I've done in the Prodigal Sons that I didn't choose a Bible verse for. Is that really true? Yeah. Wow. I always do the Bible verse and the transition and all that. But, yeah, that's uh, true. Even I had I, a Bible verse for my testimony. I had a Bible verse for their testimony. Well, his and <clears throat> Sean's. So I've been listening to a sermon series by Tim Keller, and uh, one of the main passages that he uses is First uh, Thessalonians 4, uh, 9 through 12. And it's, uh, you do not need any anyone to write to you about loving your Christian brothers. God has taught you to love each other. You love all the Christians in all the country, 
of Macedonia, but we ask you to love them even more. Do your best to live a quiet life. Learn to do your own work well. We told you about this before. By doing this, you will be respected by those who are not Christians. Then you will not be in need, and others will not have to help you. And it's, uh, you know, it sounds like that Bible verse is a little bit different. You know, it's not really uh, sequential to doing a testimony update. But the whole uh, sermon series that he does is, uh, is on work and work and rest in God's plan. And it fits really well with the testimony update that I wanted to do. <clears throat> because, you know, when I was a, a kid, a teenager, you know, my, my sort of idea about what God would want to use me for would be active ministry work. And I've even had people tell me over the years, like, oh, you'd be good at this, you'd be good at that. But truthfully, I don't think, you know, it's possible that someday there'll be a second career that involves something like that. But, you know, at this point, um, I think where I'm at with my testimony is more about um, trying to, um, like Tom said in his update a couple weeks ago, was he was talking about just one of the best pieces of advice that you ever received was just God will open doors for you and you, your job is to walk through them. Mm -hmm. And that, um, is sort of where I've been living the last few years is, you know, I've always had this separation between, you know, the ministry work that I do Mm -hmm. and the work that I do. Like I never thought about them as being combined. I never thought about, I just like, okay, well I earn my money over here. And I do my ministry over here. You know, if the church needs something or if I can donate to something or if I can help a missionary or, you know, we can help a pastor do something or we can help a church do something or I could sing a song on Sunday service or preach a sermon. Like, those are two separate things. And the idea that Paul was trying to discuss in, in Thessalonians is do the work that God designed you to do, gave you the talents to do, and gave you the inspiration to do, and do it for God. Mm-hmm. Whether it's filing taxes, changing somebody's oil, or preaching a sermon. Like, it's all connected. We're all brotherhood of people. And that's like, I think that's like where I've been the last few years is molding the, the ministry and molding the work into one thing and not changing who you are. And it's funny, like, uh, Tom's daughter, um, Emily, Emily. <laughs> Had to? How would I? I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I have a daughter named Emily, so I think I'd remember That's that. That's even worse. But uh, Emily needed to interview a business person uh, for a project in school, and you called last week and said, "Is it okay if she asks you a couple questions?" Sure. And I don't think I was any help at all when she asked because she was like, "What you, you know? What is your business philosophy, or what's your strategy for like generating new leads?" And I'm like, "I'm honest." Like when people need something, they call me and I don't lie to them. <laughs> like, how do you aggressively go after? I don't. <laughs> and so it's like, I, I've sort of been molding like the God's plan is like, um, when he makes you good at something, you do that. And Tell you, them your tagline for your business on your website. What is it again? Which one? Ah, oh, the, the main one. You talked about it like a year ago. Um, it's not, but it's not oh, paycheck. Oh, 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 your 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 career is worth more than your paycheck. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, your your integrity is worth that's more it. than your that's paycheck. It. That's it. Yeah. 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 And like so 
understanding that I've always been moralistic when it comes to my my career, my business. I founded it with four hundred. I founded my business with four hundred dollars and a lot of prayer and an old beat up minivan that I used for work. Um, and it grew into something a lot bigger. But that being said, like I have never ever changed my philosophy. I've never lied to people to try to get a sale. I never did anything shady. You know all this stuff. So I've always been like moralistic about it. But I've never actually considered it to be part of like what God created as active ministry. So um, one of the things Tim Keller brings up is like doctors don't work for the patients. Um, you know, there's two types of doctors: the ones that work for patients or the ones that work for the money. The ones that work for money, there'll never be enough money. But the ones who work for patients, you almost don't even have to pay them. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it, God wants a doctor to want to work for the patients. Um, lawyers in our in our culture don't typically work for the clients; they work for the money, right? Uh, no pro bono. But but if there was a lawyer, <laughs> not the ones in, that get paid anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but a lawyer working for God would uh-huh. be working for the clients, yeah. and money would be a byproduct. It wouldn't yep. be, and so it's like. You can do the job that you do, and you could do it for the money or for God. And it's a lot easier to wait. Like it, it makes it, it makes it a little bit easier on yourself to wake up in the morning and go to work for the money, right? For a little while, like you can't sustain if you're just going to work for the money and you don't like you know you don't like the people and you don't like the job. But if you're going to work for God, it's a little bit harder. Because you're working for God. You can't cut corners anymore. You can't take a long lunch break anymore. Like you're working for God, but it's also almost like a relief, right? Because you're working for God. And also, the thing you said the, uh, that I love about Tom's recent update in his testimony is listen, if you all don't pay me, I'm still showing up because yeah. I'm working for you. God. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, Tim Keller brings up Dorothy Sayers. Uh, when she's talking about work, work is the gracious expression of creative energy in the service of others. Work is the gracious expression, grateful expression of creative energy in the service of others. And if you work for the service of God, you have to act like you're working for him, not the boss. Like if you work for a company and there's a boss, like you have to act like you're working for God, not the boss, which means again, you're not cutting corners. You're not cutting your lunch break. Um, Last thing I want to say about this before I ask you guys what you, you know what your input is is that Tim Keller describes living out your life as uh, you, you ever see that movie Chariots of Fire? Long, a long, long, long time ago. ago. Right? <laughs> long, long time. Ago. I don't remember the music. Not even. So, <laughs> so he was talking about it, and and I. I watched the movie when I was a kid. It was one of my parents' favorite movies. Uh-huh. I didn't remember it. So Lisa and I actually watched it this week. And what Tim Keller says is there's there's um, two runners. The, the movie Chariots of Fire follows basically a few more. But basically the main characters are two different two runners. And one comes from a missionary family. He's a Scottish runner. Mm-hmm. Comes from a missionary family, and they're missionaries to China. Mm-hmm. But he's a, like a long-distance runner or whatever. And the other guy comes from more of a privileged background, and he's a sprinter, and he doesn't really have any um, any theological, or spiritual background or anything like that. And he's just in it for the to the run. glory. Um, Sorry. And so there's a, a back and forth between the missionary 
because his sister wants him to go back to China and be a missionary. And he wants to, and he loves God and he's very devoted to God and he speaks out in you know, public or whatever, but he also really, really wants to run in the Olympics. Um, and the sister doesn't really understand it. And he has this line in there. He says, I know God made me and I know he's calling me to be a missionary to China, but he also made me fast. Mm. And when I run, I feel his presence. Mm. And the sprinter said, I have 10 seconds to justify my existence on this world. And if I don't win, I am nothing. They're both runners. They are both Olympic runners. But talk about two diametric opposite viewpoints. One guy says, I have 10 seconds to prove who I am in this world. And if I don't win, I am nothing. And he won. At the end, he won. And there was no joy, mm-hmm. absolutely no joy. It was just a relief of I've won, what's next? Mm-hmm. And the other guy said, I know God made me and he designed me to be fast. And when I run, I feel his glory. And the whole idea was he didn't say when I win, I feel his glory. He said when I run. I don't need to win if I'm working for God. I don't need to prove myself if I'm working for God. And when Tim Keller is talking about this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my life. This is where he's brought me. Like, I, yeah, I have a friend who says, um, how sad is the dog who chases after the mail truck? Because the day that he catches the mail truck, he doesn't know what to do. do with it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, I started, I started out in my career running to stay alive running to feed the family, running to whatever. And then you start to get ahead a little bit and you start to lose your purpose. And I think that's where I was a few years ago. I sort of <clears> lost my uh, lost purpose. And I was like, what am, I, what am I doing? What am I doing that makes any difference? If I don't go to work tomorrow, like what is, what is it doing? And when Tim Keller is talking about this, I think I was the sprinter. And I think there's parts of me that still are the sprinter that says mm-hmm. I have to justify who I am. Mm-hmm. But I think as time goes on, I'm starting to become, and I really strive to be, the missionary who's running. He says, when I do what God designed me to do, I feel his presence. And not needing to win, not w- needing to stay ahead, is, is really starting to like show me who, who I like. Because at the end of the day, if you don't judge if I don't judge who I am based upon my accomplishments, if I don't say, well, I've got to get this, 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 and this done this week, or I have nothing. If I live in the world of God designed me, I'm working for him. Anytime he wants to, he can interrupt me, show me something else. But just waking up and being in his presence and going to work and being in his presence and serving others to be in his presence, I feel Fulfilled. Fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'm trying to... So anyway, that's all I have um, for that. And I, I really you know, wanted to open up... You know, There's a testimony update, but I wanted to open it up to see, like, are you working for yourself? It's really, really, really easy in this culture to work for a paycheck. Yep. Yep. Be, and, and a lot of the church doesn't even understand... Because I'm listening to this going, oh my gosh, the church doesn't even think this way. I've never thought this way. You know, 
the way you describe the movie and the two different point of views is crazy because as you say it, like I can relate as far as as far as let's say as far as three years ago. Let's say three years ago. God exists. God is a part of my life. But every day I get up, it's to work to make money, to support the family, to do what I need to do to do what I saw my dad do growing up, just support the family. And it's so funny because I heard this saying on Iron Man, (laughs) the movie Iron Man, but the guy said, he said, the early bird gets the worm. And that was my mentality. Mm -hmm. The early bird gets the worm. The early bird gets the worm. But the early bird was always burnt out. (laughs) And the early bird was always going through adversity. Yeah. But he also said, the early bird gets the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. (laughs) Makes sense, right? Second mouse gets the cheese. So as, let's say three years ago, so as everything is shifting, I'm going through everything that I'm going through. Once I get to this point, like like right after the baptism, is when I learn I don't have to be the early bird anymore. Be the second mouse. Just sit back and let it come to you. God's words. Everything I'm doing now is not for me. It's not for, for my family. It's for Jesus first, and then it all trickles down. And I see it now. There's only ever in my life... Have I ever had a Christian relationship on the job? And it's so funny because one was this guy right here. And that was like seven years ago. Yeah, it was. Wait, you guys work together? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's that's where we met originally. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was was one. Mm -hmm. And now it's funny. It's Derek. Because before before Chris, I would never really talk about church at work. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And now, now me and Derek, we talk about church at work. And like you say, when you do things for not for your own personal reasoning, but because it's what God is calling you to do, mm-hmm. it's that feeling I get when after I play my first game Monday nights and I have to sit and watch everybody else, and then you look at everybody that's out on that court and the conversations you've – the individual conversations you've had with them – and it's like it's a blessing that God put me here for them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow, amen. <laughs> the the idea that Tom proposed a couple weeks ago really has been in the back of my head. Because I have been going through a, tra- a uh, at some point on the horizon, I believe there's a career transition coming. Mm-hmm. Um I, I run two businesses. I primarily work in one. I think I'm going to be transitioning to shut that one down and primarily work in the other one. Um, and the question that we, you know, I've been talking to Lisa about t- over and over and over again is when do I do it? Do I do it now? Next year, year after, do I do it now? You know, and, and, and day by day, it's like, you know, I got to seize the right opportunity. I got to see. And what Tom proposed a couple weeks ago is when God opens the door, walk through it. Walk through it. When God opens the door, walk through it. Don't worry about it. When God opens the door, walk through it. <laughs> so it's like it takes a lot of the pressure off when you realize that you're not working to be one of the most successful, you know, billionaires out there. I used to be what I wanted. I don't care anymore. I don't care. Once I kid you not, once we got like a little bit ahead 
and you realize there's nothing that you're doing that you didn't want to do. You're, you know, like you're not, you didn't change who you are. Right. Because if you believe that you're justified through Christ alone, like being a little bit ahead doesn't change anything. It, you still are who you are. You know, Lisa's been in school and we've been shelling out a lot of money for tuition to pay as we go and that sort of thing. And we do our budgets in a lot smaller than it used to be. And like we keep talking to each other and going, you know, it's not as bad as we thought. No, no, no. It's not even that. It's like no matter what this number is on the page, it doesn't change who we are. It does not change who we are. If it's a huge number, it doesn't change. If it's a tiny number, it doesn't change who we are. So once you realize that, it's like, you know, and it's not, you can work for God and still go to work at five o'clock in the morning. You can still work long hours, but you're doing it with a different, you're not doing it to satisfy this eternal desire within me to be the best. You're doing it to glorify God. And the funny thing is that Tim Keller proposes, and maybe we'll get into next week a little bit. But the funny thing is, he says, when you do it with that mindset, odds are you're going to be ahead of the other person anyway, <laughs> because you're doing it with without a gun to your head. You're doing, oh, sorry, Ja. No. Uh, <laughs> bad, sorry, Ja. If you're, if you're listening, Ja, it's a bad week for a gun reference. My bad. Um, oh, my God. But, <laughs> but you're doing it. Just for the pleasure of being in God's will and just for the pleasure of being part of his creation and living in the family and being able to help people as they come along. Like mm-hmm. you're doing it for that reason, Look, not for yourself. Once once I transitioned into just doing it for Jesus, Tom over here would always say things to me like, hey, man, you know you're destined to do this. Hey, man, your calling is that. Hey, man, this is that. And I would... Always be like I said before. I was always be afraid of what that could mean. But mm. what I never told anybody was, I talked to Elijah about it a, a long time ago, and he said he saw something in me that I didn't think a, a thirteen year old, a, 12, a thirteen year old would see. And he said that I think Pastor Tom is right. But he said, I don't think you belong in front of the church. Mm-hmm. He said, I think you would be better as like an outreach type mm-hmm. uh, ministry or, mm-hmm. or going places and, mm-hmm. and meeting people. Elijah be, said this. You could be like the local outreach servant. Elijah told me this. And there's an opening for that. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't even know if he remembers having this conversation yeah. with me, but I remember it because it meant something to me. Yeah, and kid, it, kids are it, pure too. Like when they, they're very honest because they don't have all of the you know the stuff that we have that day to day doubt and the, the red fear tape. and frustration, all that stuff. So when they say things and they see something, it, it's you know it's it's usually pretty pure. I've always you know I've always thought that about children and why you know mm-hmm. admired that even you know about right. Them. Leave dishes in their room, but boy, are they pure. Yeah. <laughs> but and, and but that, that's what Paul was saying in Thessalonians. He said, do your work and do it well. That way you won't be dependent on other people. In other words, you, you, people will, and he says, you'll be respected by those who are not, because God needs people yeah. in every area for people to look at and go, what's, what's different with this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, if we're all pastors, there's nobody sitting down taking in a sermon. We're all get out somewhere giving a sermon, right? But if we're just, you know, God needs us all to be in different places. And maybe you will be up on a stage doing a sermon someday or, you know, whatever. 
but they're y'all just gonna really try to speak this into existence. No, I'm not. I'm really not because I'm just saying be where God made like put you, mm-hmm. and that's something that's really difficult for me because for me, like you said, the early burn, like I want to be at the next place. I want to be at the next step. Like this step is cool, great, got here. I want to be at the next one, but I do like have this. You know, I'm 30, year, eight years old or something like that. And you go, at some point, I'm going to be like, yeah, I got it. And I'm 70, you know, and I missed everything that he had me, for me along the way. Except and, the liver spots. <laughs> <laughs> but that 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 whole thing that Dave was talking about, about uh, keep walking through those open doors, you know, came at a time in my life where 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 I needed it really bad. It was just so much going on. And and when Pastor Bill Foss told me that, man, it's just like Dave said, it just it took that tension away. You know, it took that tension away. Because then you're not worried about it anymore. You know? God will shut the door when he's ready to shut the door for you. Yeah. If the opportunity is there and you feel called to it, you just walk through that door and you stay obedient to what God is telling you to do, right? So, uh, 1 Corinthians 10.31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God, mm. right? And, and I love that that you're in a, in, in, in a, in a time in your life where, where you're living that, you know? We should just always be presently with God. And, and it's interesting because a couple weeks ago I went to PCDC and we were talking about what is your call, right? So we're all called for ministry, but what is your call? We all have our own talents. What are you called to do? And he's exactly right when, he's, when Dave was saying that, you know, if, 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 if you're good with the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. That's the ministry that God gave you. Mm-hmm. You do that for the glory of God. You know, you don't really do it for, for, for any other reason but that. And, and, and once you're able to humble yourself and, and, and live that life present with God and just everything you do is worshiping and glorifying Him, that's when those other doors start opening. Yeah. That's when those other doors start opening, right? But, but that's when you also got to realize that there's an open door that the Lord wants you to walk through. right? Because sometimes the door opens up, the opportunity arises itself, and you start to question it. right? But All that's time, when you got to put the trust in God. <laughs> Yeah. Right? That's where yeah. the trust comes in. Yeah. Trust the Lord with all your heart. You know, that's what I was talking about on Sunday. That's that's what's been getting me um, able to do what I'm doing right now is because I know that Tom Rivera can't do it. Yeah. But if I put my trust in God and I do it only because that's what the Lord wants me to do, and I just, I'm just a living sanctuary, that is literally all I want to be in life. Most of my prayers are always the same thing. Lord, Just I just want to be your sanctuary here on earth. I want to be the best sanctuary that you're able to use me for your will. Whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like, you know? And, and I think you're right. Being called to ministry doesn't necessarily mean preaching. Mm-hmm. The word call could apply to so many different aspects of life. It doesn't have to be being in front of a pulpit. It doesn't even necessarily have to be being a pastor, right? But you just got to be open to what the Lord is telling you. Yeah. I try. I- no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, I know you're not. Yeah. It's just it's, it's it's a it's a good feeling though. It, it it really it really is a good feeling, and to be to come from where I came from, like a dark place, and then where I am now, it is. I mean, glory to God for me to be in a position to help other people. Other people, yeah. Because when I needed help, 
everybody was there. Like you guys were there. Like the church was there. People were there. And I always was like, when am I going to hit rock bottom? You were preaching, so it really didn't matter. Dave took me outside while you were preaching. You were talking. And um, I just he wanted said, coffee. <laughs> he said, <he's, laughs> and he said, "This is gonna be a while." No, no, he literally he said, "Maybe you're not meant to hit rock bottom." Yep. Because you got a support. You got support. You got people around you that 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 has you covered. You're covered by God. Maybe you're not meant to hit rock bottom. You're waiting to hit the bottom, but you may never get there because you're loved. I have a question for you, all of you. <clears throat> what do you say to the person out there on the other end who's listening to this podcast going, and they're saying right now, well, that's all great, but I have a job that I hate and I don't feel God's calling in it. And I don't feel like, and I go to work and I don't feel like God's in it or whatever. What do you, and they're like, well, I guess this isn't for me. I can answer that because I am that person. <laughs> I was about wait. I was about to say the same thing. You, you want to answer you, first? No, 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 no. I was. I, but the funny thing is, if you guys notice, you guys are sitting over there talking about taxes, and and I'm very, very quiet in this moment because I don't want that to come up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, for that reason, like I, I, I am an accountant. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I work in corporate accounting right now, and I'm. I just I just got my review, got a hundred over a hundred promotion raises, et cetera. But it's like you say, it's not. It, it's something I do very well, but it's not something that I go that I get excited about. Like I, I go, okay, I'm I'm this is this is, I'm the guy. You know what I mean? It's something. It's a skill that God gave me in order to be able to feed my family, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that my wife could go out and do mm-hmm. what she was doing, which we both felt was. Her calling and um, and our con- contribution to mm-hmm. ministry, um, but as I make uh, this transition that I'm making in my life, without that, now I got to figure out who is you know who's Chris Pulley, like who who's mm-hmm. that guy? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I, I I am that guy that you're talking about. How do I take? All of the, and I was thinking in my head too, because here's the other thing. This is the other thing, and I think a lot of people have this: is you you have your job, and I want to expand it a little bit. You have your job or that thing that you do on a day to day basis, mm-hmm. but you have like five or six other things that you do, and you're not just supposed to take just just your job or just this one thing. You can take a whole plethora of whatever it is that you're good at, whatever talents that God said, okay, I'm going to make this person and put this in the basket and this mm-hmm. in the basket and this in the basket. And you can take all of that stuff and you're supposed to use it all for the glory of yeah. God, not just, you know, those. You, and that's, to me, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that's living for God. You're living t- in your totality for God. And everything else that happens to you is kind of a consequence of you. Yeah. Living that way. That's a really good answer. Did he steal your thunder? That's like that's like trying to follow follow up Dr. Martin with the conversation. It's like when I uh, I was gonna say equality uh, togetherness, I don't know. No, but no, like when the the as simple as I can put it is like at one point I, I loved what I did. What I do. Um, but oftentimes I see myself thinking about more 
ministry stuff that I can do, like while I'm at work. Like that, and then while I'm at work, it's like I do have to work so I can feed my family. Mm-hmm. But Praise God, it works. Right? <laughs> Praise God, but then I'm like, work. but if I was to quit, and this is where you have that, that, that inner battle. It's like, but if I was to quit today or tomorrow with whatever money I have left, it'll be hard, but God will provide. Mm-hmm. God will provide. Like I'm sitting here thinking about something that you had talked to me about the other day and I'm like if I was to leave my job and try and do something you know strictly at the church like how hard would that be mm-hmm. but when it's time to cut ties I'll know so I do want to say you know um, Noah trusted God mm-hmm. build the ark but you didn't see him jumping off the boat till mm-hmm. the Lord told him mm-hmm. You know, Makes so sense. so so we do got to be careful yep. about yeah. You know, I, I I've always one of the best stories that I and I've I've said it in the show before. It was this guy, and, and you know when he was little, the Lord told him, "Your call for my will is to be a toilet bowl cleaner." You guys have heard this story. I've said it before. Um, and, and he's like a toilet yeah, bowl cleaner. I don't want to be a. I don't want to be a toilet bowl cleaner. I, and okay, so <laughs> all, all three of us. Great. I don't. Great. I don't think any of us it have was, listened it was to that other ever. basement podcast that I've I was doing. <laughs> Elijah was sleeping, so I don't know what. I don't know what <laughs> Elijah was sleeping. I don't know. So Chris, so, ha- Chris has an excuse. <laughs> so this this relates to that story, you know. And the Lord's like, "That's my call for your life." And as he got older, he's like, I don't want to be a toilet bowl cleaner. I want to preach the word of God, right? I want to be a preacher for God and, and do that. And, and, and the Lord's like, no, you, I'm calling you to be a toilet bowl cleaner. And then as he got older, he graduated college, uh, became a pastor. The second he got up on the pulpit and started preaching, he was sinning. Hmm. Mm. He was sinning because yeah, that's not that wasn't the will of God. He, he so 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 I say that right to say this, and sometimes we don't look at it this way. Sometimes the Lord has us where we're at because the people in that area need to be reached, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are like, and 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 I was talking to somebody who who um got cancer, and they didn't understand why. And then they started praying about it, and they realized that if it wasn't for the fact that they had cancer, they wouldn't have been able to minister to the people in the hospital that they ministered to, right? So, so the Lord has us right where he wants us. He's walking right with us. Mm-hmm. He might be opening a door that to you doesn't look like it's a door of opportunity, but it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Again, Noah's not jumping off the boat and saying, hey, mm-hmm. let me go look for land. Mm-hmm. He's waiting on the Lord to let him know, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so we also don't want to be like, oh, I want to do ministry. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do for the glory of God. And, and that might not necessarily be the will of God at that particular mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. right? right? So, so, so that's, that's where I would tell somebody, listen, right now my advice is pray, 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 pray. Yep. Listen, 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 listen. And get to know God's voice so you're able to know what he wants you to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's important. Mm-hmm. I'm going to answer that question real quick to wrap up, and then we'll go to prayer. Yeah, we can go to okay. prayer. But the the question is, what if, you know, just like you just said, what, what if I think I'm made for ministry, but I'm stuck in this job? What if I believe in God, but I'm stuck here in this job that I don't like? First of all, the best way to get a better job is to do the one you have really, really well. 
I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if you, if you, <clears throat> he who can be trusted with little can be trusted with much. Mm-hmm. So do the job you have like you're working for God, even if you are cleaning toilets. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, I felt like there was always this, I'm going to get to ministry someday, right? But right now I'm in this job making money, right? And I travel the country. And, you know, it's one of these things like you see a homeless person on the side of the road and you help them. You see somebody who's broken down and you help them. You pray for them. Give them some money to get them back on the road, you know. Um, Run a mower shop. And I'm like, there's no ministry in a mower shop. You know, that's, that's what we were doing. And then somebody comes in that you know can't afford to pay the bill. We're just going to wipe that one out. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes in with an old 50-year-old mower. Just Can you please get it running one more season? And you give them one. You know, this is in God's name. We're going to give this to you. And you have a you have a surplus, and you help missionaries, and you do this. And inside, you're, I'm still going, when am I going to get to the ministry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and God mm-hmm. kind of just like slaps mm-hmm. you on the back of the head and goes, turn around and look behind yeah. you. You've been doing ministry. Yeah. Stop pretending like there's this divide within you. That's mm-hmm. like, this is work and this isn't. Because you're doing ministry if you choose to do ministry. And there are days that I chose to do ministry, and there are days that I chose to go after money. But it's just like God saying, those days that you were doing, you know, when I put people in front of you, that is your ministry at that time. And who knows if it'll change someday. But go to the job that you have, the one that has a door open, and work for God. Mm -hmm. So, Can I say something real quick? No. So Elijah... (laughs) I, wait, it took you'll, a minute to process. Did you see that? You'll have to, <laughs> no, because you'll have to come back again and okay. tell us next time. No, I'm just go ahead. Um, Elijah was talking earlier about um, you know when we worked together, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, the part that I don't know if you know or not, that was just, and he brought this up too, because you said you felt the change when you were baptized. Mm-hmm. That was when I was baptized. That and, same and time? I, at that same period. Oh, okay. And I, I call it being lit on fire, right? I felt this energy, and I wanted to shout out to the mm. world about God. I couldn't stop talking about And I, everybody knows me. I'm a talker anyway. But I couldn't stop talking about God, and I would go to work, and anybody that would listen, I would, you know, I'd, I'd talk to, right? And Elijah at the time it was you and, like, four or five other guys, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd sit there, and I'd take whatever lesson was taught, and I'd bring it in. And he was one of the few people that kind of stuck around to listen. And I don't care. It was just one guy, and I'm, I'm talking to mm-hmm. him. And it, but and look. There's two. Yeah. And then there's two. And then there, and now you're talking to what? You, I, think you're, I think it's like 35 guys Thir- yeah, playing ball or now or something yeah. like that. Like, look at those connections, and you don't see them. Most people don't see them. Like, praise God that we, we can see all of those different connections. Um, but it was, again, that being lit on fire and i want to feel that again i haven't felt that for a little while mm. um but i want to feel i'm i have a, a an insane desire to feel that way again because at that time i felt like nothing could you know i could do anything mm. so mm. yeah so that, i just wanted to share that about that because I, I i remember that time too and that was that was big for me too at the time for different reasons mm. if you guys don't see we do. We just don't know yet. We just don't know. If you guys don't see, we don't know. All right, the, the the what's been going on with you the last seven years, and how the Lord has been talking to both of you the last seven years. The day you come in to do your kids' clearances, you come in the very next day to do your kids' clearances. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, Are you? Did I tell you that? No, no, no. I didn't get to talk to him about that. 
But it, what did I tell you recently? I told Elijah recently. We're supposed to be doing something. Some, I, I have absolutely no idea what it is that we're supposed to be doing together. But I, I told him recently. There's some, because it's, it's a weird, like we even went our separate ways in different places for a minute. And for whatever reason, wound up back here. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know what that's about, but I don't, I kind of don't believe in, in um, coincidences. Yeah. And I, I personally believe God is in, in everything and designs everything. So there's, there's purpose behind it. And I'm sure it'll reveal itself in whatever time it's supposed to reveal itself. But, um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> pray, 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 pray. Yeah. Exactly. And listen, 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 listen. Exactly. Amen. Exactly. <laughs> Just, yeah. Cool. Well, that's one twenty six. Sean yeah. to the team right. ministry. Yeah, I, I miss Sean too. I haven't seen Sean in a little bit. So, well, he's in we, jail right now. So yeah, yeah, I know. I, mean, I heard. I heard. Yeah. I heard. If the <laughs> we'll say hi to Ja. We'll take the. Ch- oh, I should, I should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was wrong. I'm sorry. That's okay. People will hate Sherrod. <laughs> the uh, but we're gonna go after the after the show and go bail out Sean. Oh, it is getting pretty late. I don't know if we have, we have enough gas in the. No, we don't. Sorry. Is he in that dark room? You didn't charge. You didn't charge. He's you didn't in charge solitary. Sprinkles. You didn't charge. Might, Sean might be in solitary. All right, I got to charge the car. We'll get you tomorrow, Sean. <laughs> right. Father God, we we. <laughs> oh Lord, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We uh, we do this show to honor you for your glory, and uh, you're still burning that fire for us to continue to do this show, Lord. I did not think. If you would have asked me in 2020 how long is this show going to go, I definitely wouldn't have thought that in 2023 we're still here. Mm. Just thinking of new ways that we can glorify your name, Lord. This is ministry. A lot of times we're searching for what the Lord wants me to do, what the Lord wants me to do, and we're actually doing exactly what it is that you're calling us to do, Lord. Mm -hmm. So just help us, Lord, be more... We can recognize your voice better, Mm -hmm. that we can know exactly and be aware of of what it is that you want and what the call is in our lives, Mm -hmm. Lord. Open up those doors and let us realize that that door is open for a reason, and it's for us to take that leap of faith, Lord. The Bible says faith without works. It's right, dead. Yep. it's dead, Lord. So, so we got to put some work in, whether it is brainstorming, figuring out what new ministry we comes up with, Lord. And 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 I am here to help my brothers in any way that they want to sit down to come up with new ministries and just to build your kingdom, Father God. I, I thank you for the opportunity of a simple, hey, why don't you come join us in this ministry? He hopped in his car <laughs> and he came over here, Lord, and he came over here, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, Lord. Not questioning it and just doing it the day i called pete and told him that i got hired and he said i wanted you to help me here i didn't question it i said no that's fine i'll call in lord let us be hungry for what it is that you want us to do lord i am blessed to have these brothers in my life lord i am blessed to have this ministry in my life these are my accountability brothers and and i know that chris pulley is usually not on the show but he is part of that accountability brothers in my life that you have blessed me with lord thank you for this church thank you for what you're doing in this church lord i didn't really get to ask the brothers this uh, before the show what we want me to what uh they want me to pray for but the beautiful thing lord is that you know what their prayer requests are at this time lord so just be with them answer their prayers father god we thank you for lisa 
what a blessing she's been for this yeah. show, Lord. She's been so constant and, and just ahead of the ball game and just been doing everything for your glory, Lord. And I just appreciate her so much for what she's doing. This is not a ministry that she probably thought she would ever be part of, Lord. But here's another example of her walking through the door and saying, yes, Father, I'm going to go do this ministry for you. It might not make sense for me, but I'm going to do it, Lord. So I appreciate that. I like the fact that Allison's been coming to these to these shows, Lord, because she's growing up. And that is our future right there, Lord. So we thank you for her being here with us today, Lord. I pray for the people that are listening to us today, Lord. Be with them. Comfort them. There's a lot of bad things going on right there, Lord. And, and just, just be with them. Let them know that you are the hope. You are the answer to everything. And like Dave said, as long as that we are presently walking with you and we know that, that's all that really matters. Whether we're rich, we're not rich, it doesn't matter. We're still that same person person present with you father god and we just thank you for what he had to say today lord i personally learned a lot from what he had to say today so i i'm glad that that i was here today father god i just pray for this evening as we go home keep us safe lord and and let us take what we learned today and spread it out to the world for it's in your precious name that we pray amen 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 what a cool show! Yeah, <laughs> that was a cool show. I yeah. think so. Yeah. We, we, we took the loaves, took the fishes, you broke them apart, and there's more. Yeah. Multiply. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah. That's, that that's a great analogy right there. All right. Do you want to? Do we have to ask you every show? Check us you, out. Usually you do. I'm so. <laughs> Spotify. It's literally the only thing that you my, have that we planned for you. Wake up. <laughs> this has been. Oh episode oh. 126. 126, man. It's episode. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> it says 126 at the top of the notes. I think oh, yeah. we forgot to change it. See? Wasn't my fault, everybody. But I don't know. Maybe we did. It's 126. 126. It's 126. Okay, it's 126. so I was I was correct. Like, I wasn't asleep. No, you're right. They were lunching. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode 126. But special thanks for Chris Pulley pulling up. Jumping in where we needed him to, he yeah, needed to no come. Problem. Plus, Anytime. he was told he was told to come. His son yeah. said, "Get out." <laughs> Thank awesome. you, Miles, for kicking him out. see is What are you still sitting here? For? Always see is this is Miles. Chris is on his way. <laughs> 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 okay. All right, but please, if you're listening, make sure you share this episode. Um, you can catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Podcast Addict, YouTube, you Facebook, Spotify. You're watching podcast addict. Hey, Apple everything podcast. Dave just said. You know that's right. So as we leave you for today, know that you're loved. We care about you. Tom's getting tired. And check out this beat that's playing because I made it. Ring ding 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 ding